Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, here's Grant Elliott uh, this morning to talk about uh, cricket going on in the country at the moment uh, and around the scene. Uh, good morning to you, Grant. Hey, Smitty. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. We're just waxing on about curious. I don't know if you like him or hate him, but uh, I don't think he was on his best behaviour yesterday. We won't see any of that in the Super Smash, I'm sure, this uh, weekend in particular as it comes to uh, its riveting end. Uh, what have you done down in Wellington to fire up both your men's and women's team? I mean, you, your, your record is unbelievable the last couple of years. Yeah, I, you know, when, when I played at Wellington, we were a complete shambles, uh, Smithy. Like We had a lot of really talented individuals, and we couldn't piece it together. You know, we had, every year we'd look at our list of players and we'd go, wow, well, we should win all three trophies this year. And we always ended up stone last on the table. Um, so, you know, I think what Wellington have done is they've addressed the cultural side of things and I think you know that was to have a more inclusive culture so there was a very much a senior junior kind of split when I was there Um, whereas now people coming into the team is just such a great culture and environment that they just love playing for the team Um, and I think from an administration point of view they uh, the culture and the, the character traits that the, the team actually believe in are actually lived by the administration as well. So it's a whole top-down and bottom-up um, sort of effect that's happening in Wellington and not only the, the men but the, the women's team as well. So I think you create a great environment. Players love playing for their province and they stay there for longer. And it also attracts other players. You know, we've attracted the likes of Michael Bracewell, Logan Van Beek and, and Hamish Bennett. And at the time where we, we made the change, I think the cultural shift um, was when Hamish Marshall and Hamish Bennett came into the team and we started winning trophies in my last couple of years. So um, we've just carried that on. And I think you know it's a testament to probably Bruce Edgar as well as coach who came in um, at the mm-hmm. time with Hamish Marshall and Hamish Bennett. Um, and the, I guess, administration to acknowledge that change needed to happen. Okay, let's uh, look at uh, the Blaze first of all. Um, you've got to have your superstars firing, there's no doubt about that. They've got a couple in uh, Sophie Devine and uh, Amelia Kerr. But, uh, I mean, it's such a fickle game, T20 cricket. On any given day, it can just go wrong for you in a short space of time. So to remain unbeaten is quite staggering. Yeah, well, look at what happened to the Blaze uh, last year. They made it to the final and then, you know, Canterbury uh, turned them over in the final. So you you can't get complacent in T20 cricket. And even in the last game where they played the Brave, 
they lost their big guns. They lost Sophie early. They lost Amelia early. They lost Maddie Green early. But there were players that came in, like suddenly Tamsin Newton came in and produced her career best of, you know, 38, and she struck the ball beautifully, who doesn't normally get an opportunity to bat because of those big guns. So I think, you know, going back to that environment, when you do have a good environment and suddenly, you know, your backs are against the wall, someone goes out there and performs. And um, I think that they'll be nervous going into finals cricket, but they've got a great team. I mean, they do have the best team on paper, um, and they've got players that perform day in, day out. So they'll be a very, very difficult team to beat. Um, but, you know, there's always a little bit of an edge in finals cricket. And as you say, Smitty, mm. the game can turn in a matter of deliveries in T20 cricket. Well, uh, the, of course, the, the Blaze got their feet up tomorrow. It's the Sparks against the Hearts, but the Firebirds haven't got that luxury. Uh, they're up against the, the Canterbury Kings. And isn't Michael Bracewell having a season? Well, he, he's having a great season. You know, I, I had a chat with Michael Bracewell probably a year and a bit ago when um, they decided that he was going to go to the middle order. He just had his breakaway season batting at the top, and he opened the batting. And um, I think he, he, his strike rate was 180, and he was top run scorer. You know, he had a magnificent season, and he went down to the middle order, and I was like, what are you doing? And he said, no, I'll... They want power in the middle. I said, well, it's just such a different game. And I said, you've performed well up top. You just stay there. So I was really happy to see him batting at three the other day. I think he's more suited to, to batting up top rather than in the middle. But, you know, the beauty of what he's done is he's done it in the middle. He's done it at the top now. And when you piece that together as a player, it means that you can bat for 10, 12, 15 overs as a T20 player. And, you know, as destructive as he is, if he can piece that, you know, the power play in the middle stages together, he could be an absolute gem of a player, not only for, for Wellington, but potentially even for New Zealand with those off-spinners he bowls. Mm. That is, a, it's, uh, it was about to be the next question. I was looking at um, Bracewell and Munro forcing their way into that squad. Colin Munro's form in the Big Bash has been sublime. And, of course, uh, the, the World Cup, uh, T20 World Cup, is in Australian conditions. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Adam Milne was someone who burst into the New Zealand team from um, probably big bash performances and 100, to be fair. He bowled exceptionally well in that 100 format. But I, I do think that we, we're missing that explosive batter that, you know, Colin Munro can be and, you know, even a Michael Bracewell could be because that's what Brendan used to do. He used to take the game away from the players. And, you know, he had the ability of potentially getting 100 or 40 balls. Now, there's not many players that can do that, and I think the risk-reward of playing those players is that when they come off, they win you the game. They might only come off, you know, one in five, but is that enough for you to actually secure a position for them rather than going for a more circumspect player who strikes it at 120, let's say, um, and will score runs consistently? I'd probably go for more the, you know, swashbuckling Mavericks um, in T20 cricket that'll win you games and then cover them by, um, you know, I guess mixing and matching the circumspect players with the power players. OK, let's uh, look then uh, at the international side of things, uh, Grant. And uh, there is speculation, a little bit of speculation, not just from me, but I've heard through the great one, that Kane Williamson's elbow uh, might not be good enough uh, to play against South Africa. I certainly hope uh, that is just rumour and not the case. 
be hard to imagine uh, no Williamson, no Taylor in that middle order. Uh, where do you see the pro tiers at in, in, as they come here in terms of a threat? And what would we do if we didn't have Kane? Uh, who would we find? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I think, well, first and foremost, I guess the, the, the pro tiers are, you know, they're, they're unbelievable at the moment, having beaten India. They've gone through some... Oh, they're a roller coaster team. They're almost becoming like Pakistan or West Indies in a way, just so unpredictable. And it's been more the off-field stuff that I think has thrown them off. You know, Faf Duplessis finished early. Mornay Morkel finished early. Then there was Dale Stain. He retired. So they had a spate of players, and now Quinton de Kock, obviously, who have decided that they don't want to represent their country anymore. So they've had to find these players. And it goes back to the question as well about Kane. Is like when you lose these senior players like a Ross and a Kane, well, who is there to, to come in and, and cover for them? Um, I mean, South Africa will be formidable. I think their bowling attack um, is the one that I'd watch more than their batting. And I think the interesting thing will be is if we produce those green pitches that we always do for our team bowlers. We didn't do that at the Bay against Bangladesh, and we saw what happened. Um, but then changed our attack in, in Christchurch and, you know, we're back to winning ways. So it'll be interesting to see what we do um, with that South African seam attack, whether we produce um, those green, you know, fast wickets. Um, I, I'd suspect they'd probably be a bit flatter. Um, but the person to come in for Kane, well, I mean, I, you know, the first name that came into my head was Hamish Rutherford, but I don't, I don't know if he's out of flavour anymore or not. Um I can't really, maybe putting Blundell up um, the order, potentially, um, but he's he's going to be keeping with the pads, and you know how difficult that is, because he has, he has opened the batting, so you know he could bat in top three. But I suspect that they'll just juggle it around, maybe um, see the likes of Daryl Mitchell, so Devin Conway move up to, to three, and, and Daryl Mitchell potentially um, go into that, that number four spot. Mm, interesting, Grant. Uh Thanks for your time this morning. I know you're a busy man, uh, plenty of other things on your plate. So I uh, look forward to uh, hearing you again on the SENZ airwaves uh, when uh, time permits. And uh, again, thanks. Uh, I can't wait for that Pro Tears series, to be fair. Uh, I think the Battle of the Seamers will be the key. Thanks, mate. Enjoy it. No, thanks a lot, Smithy. I really appreciate coming to the show.